Today's daf is in the Dharam daf ayin. Hey, we are holding on the very bottom of daf ayin dalid amid beis. The Gemara had we had learned yesterday a three-way machlokas in the Mishnah that was then repeated in the Brisa when a shomeris yavam takes a neder. Is the yavam allowed to be made for the neder of the shomeris yavam? We had three different shitos. Rabbi Lezer's shita was yafer that whether there's one shom, whether there's one yavam whether there's more than one yavam they have the ability to be made for. So the Gemara wondered, well, wait a second, if there's more than one yavam, what do you mean he can be made for? Who can be made for? How can he be made for? There's someone else in the picture. So Rabbi. Ami had suggested that the case that the Mishnah was talking about was that one of the Yavams did Ma'amar. So since he distinguished himself as the Yavam of record, the one who's going to be the uh, one that's, uh, that's ultimately going to marry her, so therefore he is the one that has the right to do Ma'amar. So the Gemara had said, We had quoted a whole b'risa where this Machlokas was repeated, this three-way Machlokas was repeated, and we said this b'risa shows that Rabbi Ami is correct, that the case is that one of them did Ma'amar. So today, the first thing we're going to discuss is how do we see from the b'risa that we concluded with yesterday that necessarily one of them did Ma'amar? How do we know that he necessarily did Ma'amar from the Lashon of the b'risa or from the description that the b'risa has of the Machlokas? Then we're going to get into an explanation of what Rabbi Akiva means when Rabbi Akiva says in the b'risa that a Yavam is different than a regular than a regular case of a husband and wife Bishar Dvarim. With regard to other non-Nidarim matters, a Yavam is different. So, so too with Nidarim matters, a Yavam will be different. What, what, what do you mean by Shar Dvarim, a Yavam is different? Then the Mishnah is going to discuss uh, uh, whether one could be Mekayim or Mefer Nedar in advance of the Nedar even being taken. Can a person say all the Nidarim that you're going to take within a certain time frame are either, I'm either being Mekayim them in advance or I'm being made for them in advance. That's going to be the discussion in the Mishnah. Now the Gemara is going to say, according to Rabbi Eliezer, that a uh, husband has the right to be mefer a neder in advance, the Gemara is going to raise a question, what does that mean that he's mefer the neder in advance? Does that mean that the neder is chal when she takes it, but then immediately as it's chal, he blows it up, it's, uh, he's made for it? Or do we assume that no, that when the husband is made for the neder in advance, it means that the neder was never chal. And the entire Ahmed Bey is already going into tomorrow's daf, is going to try to bring rayos, how we understand that. It's going to be several rayos, three rayos, in today's daf, another one in tomorrow's daf, that Reb Lazar, who holds that a man could be made for his wife's nedarim in advance, would hold that the neder is never chal to begin with. That's what it means to be mefer in advance. But before we get to any of that, we mentioned at the very end yesterday that in this three-way machlokas that we had in the Mishnah that's expounded upon in the Brisa, whether a husband could be mefer, his wife's, uh, whether a yavam could be mefer, his shomeris yavam's nedarim, we had the shita of Rabbi Akiva, that lola echad velola shnaim, that he can never be mefer, the nedarim of the Shomeris Yavam, whether there's one Yavam, whether there are multiple Yavam, and Rabbi Akiva's Shita was challenged, and Rabbi Akiva stepped up to every challenge and defended himself from every single challenge to his, uh, to his Shita. So the Gemara had a comment at the end of that Brisa that Ben Azai was so impressed with how Rabbi Akiva defended himself from all of the challenges that he says, 
That it's too bad, Benazai, that you weren't Mishamish Rabbi Akiva, that you didn't serve Rabbi Akiva properly because Shimush Tamid Chum for a Tamachachim like that, who's able to defend the Shitos, is certainly a very valuable thing. So you see clearly the value that the Gemara is placing over here on Shimush Tamid Chacham. And this comes up in, uh, in a variety of contexts. The Gemara says in Mesachas Brachas and Daf in the Gemara Mesachas Sota Daf Chavbeis, that Afilu Karavishana, even if a person learns Tanakh and he learns Mishnayis, Velo Shimish Tamid Chachamim, and he doesn't do Shimish Tamid Chachamim, Hareza Am Haaretz. Such a person is called an Am Haaretz. That's an Ashita of Acherim quoted in Brachos and in Sota. And the Gemara comments that Halacha Kacherim, that we would hold that way, that a person would have a din of an Am Haaretz if he's not Mishamish Tamid Chacham. The Gemara in Sota goes on to say that Kara Vishana Velo Shimish Tamid Chachamim, Rab Lazar Hareza Am Haaretz, and Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmeni Amar Hareza Boor, which is even worse than Nama Aretz, that he's a Boor. Rabbi Yani Omer Hareza Kuti, that he has a din of a Kuti. What's, uh, what are we adding by saying that he's a Kuti? Well, the Allah is by a Kuti. You're not allowed to eat bread baked by a Kuti. You're not allowed to drink wine that was uh, touched by a Kuti. So if a person is not Meshamish Tamilcham, means that he's not going to be Makbid for many Dinim Drabanan because he doesn't think that the rabbis have too much authority to impose these Dinim. And then Ravachabar Yaakov Omer Hareza Magush, that he's considered like a uh, like a mechashev, someone who's uh, deceitful and who tricks people, is gonev levavos, he's uh, he fools people. Amr of Nachmar Yitzchak Mustavra Karavacha Bar Yaakov, that it's most logical like that last shita that someone who's not Meshamish Tamid Chachamim is considered like a deceitful person. Damri Inchi Ratin Magush of Loyadamay Amr, that a mechashev says some sort of lachash, he says some sort of incantation, and no one understands what he's saying and what he means so it's that but but things happen because of it so uh so so too uh this person was a person who's not is like that how's he like that how's he like someone who says incantations doesn't know what they mean because he's saying over all these mishnayis he was kara vishana he says over all these psukim all these mishnayis but without he has no idea what they mean he doesn't understand the depth of their meaning so it's a critical element of Talmud Torah, of a person becoming a Talmud Chacham, is to be Meshamish Talmud Chacham. A person could study from all of the books in the world, and a person could uh, be very intelligent and very bright, but without Shemish Talmud Chachamim, he's never going to be able to achieve the, uh, the the level of Talmud Chacham. That's what the Pasuk says in Shmuel Aleph, when it describes the young Shmuel spending time in the Mishkan with Eli, it says uh, the Chazal learned from the Pasuk, that uh, Chazal Darshan from there, that someone who's Meshamish Tamid Chachamim, it's Kemeshamish Pnei Shechina. That the Shmuel is Meshamish Pnei Hashem as Pnei Eli. That by being Meshamish Tamid Chachamim, that that was his connection to the uh, to the to the Shechina. And that's uh, the, that, so the the idea of Shemish Tamid Chachamim being critical is certainly something that comes up all over Shas, all over uh, all, all over uh, Rishonim. Now the um, the very often though, what it seems in Shas is that Shemish Tamid Chachamim doesn't necessarily just mean uh, to uh, to hang around w- with Talmud Chacham and to be near Talmud Chacham, very often it sounds like Shimush Talmud Chacham means learning Gemara. It means learning Svara, learning how to analyze. That's what it seems to be is uh, generally what Shimush Talmud Chacham means. That we always compare it with Kara Veshana Veshimish Talmud Chachamim. So Kara means learning Mikra, Shana is learning Mishnah. Shimush Talmud Chacham is learning what to do with the 
Mikra and the Mishnah. It's learning how to analyze. It's not just Stam being a, uh, a gopher for a Tamil Chacham or something like that. It means that a person is going to pay attention to the learning and to the way that the Tamil Chacham analyzes the, the situation. That's the famous comment also who writes in Mesechus uh, Ksuvis. He quotes from a, from a Medrash that, that uh, Rabbi Akiva said that one time that he was... Um, that uh, that that uh, Rabbi Kiva tells the story. It's a it's a Maseches Machos that he says uh, that that uh, that one time when he was first being Meshamish Lefnei Chachamim, he was Mahalich Baderech and he found a Mes Mitzvah and he spent a lot of time bringing that Mes Mitzvah to Kvura and Ukshabasi Veretzesias Hadvarim Lefnei Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yeshua. When I came back, says Rabbi Kiva, and I reported to Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua what I did. Amruli Al Kol Psiu Psiu Shapasata Malalecha Kilu Shafachta Damnaki. That you're a murderer for every step that you took in taking care of this mace mitzvah. So Maitalam Rabosai Lama. So he said, I don't understand. I thought I just did like the greatest mitzvah in the world. I was cover mace mitzvah. So in Bishosh This is how my mitzvahs are. I wonder what my averos are like. If you tell me that I'm Chayv Misa for all of my mitzvahs. So they said that uh, that because you 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 weren't Mishamish Tamilikhamim. And someone's not Mishamish Tamilikhamim is Chayv Misa, meaning they, he delayed getting back to be Mishamish Tamil Chachamim for the sake of a Meis Mitzvah, and Shemish Tamil Chachamim is actually greater than Meis Mitzvah. It's, a greater, it's of greater importance than Meis Mitzvah. That's uh, what Tosos writes in Mesech Ksuvis, that by Limud Torah, the Allah would be, that's what the Gemara comes, Kodol Shemusha Yosem Milimudo. For Limud Torah, you give up Limud Torah in order to, be, to deal with the Meis Mitzvah. But you wouldn't give up Shemish Tamil Chachamim in order for, uh, for a Meis Mitzvah. So that's why Ben Azai comments, when he hears something great that Rabbi Akiva says that uh, it's too bad so says the Gemara now where in this Brisa did we see that Rabbi Ami is correct again Rabbi Ami is the one that understood that the three way machlokas in our Mishnah of whether a Yavam could be made for the Nadarim of the Shomeris Yavam is talking about where one of the Yavamin did Ma'amar so that's where Rabbi Lazar says yes he can be Mefer the Nadarim. Where do we see in the Brisa that we're talking about that he did Maimar? So two possibilities. First possibility, the Katani, Bain Sha'asaba Maimar, Bain Shalasaba Maimar. When the Brisa when the Brisa presents uh, Rabbi Akiva's opinion, Rabbi Akiva says, I don't care whether Maimar was done or Maimar was not done. Rabbi Akiva says, the, the guy cannot be Mefer. Well, why does he say it like that? I don't care whether Maimar was done or Maimar was not done. It must be that Rabbi Eliezer distinguished between whether Maimar was done and when, whether it was not done. And when Rabbi Lazar said that the, the Yavam can be Mefer the Nadarim, he must have said that the Yavam can only be Mefer the Nadarim if Maimar was done, not if if uh, Mamar was not done. So that's why Rabbi Akiva, when he comments back to Rabbi Eliezer, says, it doesn't matter whether Mamar was done or not done. So you see from, the, from that expression of Rabbi Akiva that Rabbi Eliezer was talking dafka when Mamar was done. Inami, another possibility of where we see in this brisa that we're talking specifically where Maimer was done. Miresha, it says in the Resha, the brisa, the Katani, it says in the brisa, Mishanichnas alerushuso nigmer alo that uh, that once she was nichnas alerushuso she's nigmer alo she becomes fully his wife. Viidol kadish my nigmer alo. But if there was no kiddushin, then what's the nigmer alo? In what way is there a gemara? Is there a completion? 
Kedushin over here. Tifshot Minei Kishasa Bamaimer. So it must be that he did Maimer, and that was the uh, the Nigmarillo. That that's what we are referring to when we say uh, when, when when we say Nigmarillo. So period. So you see from there that Maimer was done. You see that that's how the Brisa is expressing that Maimer was done. Now once we're commenting on this Brisa, we also comment on the last line of the Brisa because at the very end of the Brisa, Rabbi Akiva when he makes his final statement that so impressed Ben Azai, Rabbi Akiva says, we don't make any distinction between Yavam Echad and Shnei Yavamin, between whether Maimur was done or Maimur was not dvar- done. And Ubeshar Dvarim Kein Nidarim. And just like we don't distinguish by other matters, we also don't distinguish by Nidarim. So, my Ubeshar Dvarim Kein Nidarim Dekhtani. What is that comment? That just like by other matters, so too Nidarim. What is he referring to about Shar Dvarim, where we say that a Yavam is fundamentally different than a regular wife, and it doesn't make a difference what kind of Yavam. A Yavam is always, even when there's only one Yavam, a Yavam is always fundamentally different than a regular husband-wife relationship. In what way outside of Nidarim is, uh, is, is a Yavam relationship fundamentally different than a husband-wife relationship? What is he referring to? Amar Hachi Katani. This is what he's referring to. Don't you agree that in a Yavam situation, if the Yavama sleeps with someone else, that there's no Chi of Skila? So she's obviously not really a full-fledged Eishas Ish, like a regular Eishas Ish, so that everyone agrees to. So so too, when it comes to Nadarim, it should be different than a regular Isha. That a regular Isha, the husband has the right to be made for the Nadarim, but Rabbi Akiva argues when it comes to Nidar, when it comes to a Yavam, a Shomeris Yavam, the Yavam does not have the right to be made for the Nadarim, even if there's only one Yavam. It doesn't make a difference. It's not the same relationship as a regular as a, as a regular marriage. That there's no Chi of Skila. Um, and even if Maimur was done, there's no Chi of Skila. Amravashi mas nisanami deka. Ein yavam gemura li'isha kshem sharusa. Gemura li'isha. That's what our Mishnah must mean as well. When the Mishnah says that a yavam is not gemura li'isha, a yavam is not uh, li'isha, a yavam is not, does not create a full sense of ishos, the same way narusa creates a full sense of ishos. In what sense does the narusa create a full sense of ishos? Well, there's a chiv skila if she sleeps with anyone else. But by a yavam, you don't have that. By a yavam, even if she, if she sleeps to someone else, it doesn't create that full sense of issues to create a a So at the end of the day, though, we had both in the Mishnah and the Brisa a three-way machlokas tanaim, whether a Yavam is able to be made for the Nidarim of the Shomeras Yavam. So how do we pass in the Halacha? The Ran over here writes in the last medium-sized line, Ulinyan Halacha Kaimalan Krabi Akiva. That we pass in the Krabi Akiva, De'inu Mefar, Lola Echad, Velola Shnaim. That whether there's one Yavam, whether there's more than one Yavam, he's not able to be made for the Nadarim. The Alpha Gav the Kaimelon Yesh Zika and says the Ran, even though typically we pass in Mesechas Yavamos, that Zika is very meaningful, Zika is very powerful, it creates a quasi sense of Ishos, it creates some sort of sense of Ishos. Ulel Parishna Time Derby Kiva Mishim Desvirle. Ein Zika, and previously the Gemara explained that Rabbi Akiva holds that the reason that he, the Yavam does not have the ability to be made for any of the Nadarim is because he does not think Zika is particularly powerful. So how can I justify paskining like Rabbi Akiva if I'm going to paskin Yej Zika and Rabbi Akiva's whole Shita is based on Ein Zika? 
Maybe the idea that Rabbi Akiva, the premise of Rabbi Akiva was Ein Zika, was before we quoted the Brisa on the bottom of Ein Dal Elam and Beis. Aval Basa Daisila Chazina and Afilus Firla Rabbi Akiva Diyesh Zika Matzi Amar Delo Yafer. Once we have all of the opinions fleshed out properly in the Brisa, we could then argue that even if Rabbi Akiva holds Yesh Zika, even if Rabbi Akiva agrees to the powerful force that is Zika, he would still say the Yavam cannot be made for the Nadarim. Why? Because even if Zika creates some level of Ishos, it's not quite the same Ishos that Erosin would create. A woman would not be Chayv Skila for sleeping with someone else. And therefore, Rabbi Akiva Karold, yes, Zika is a powerful force, but it's not Ishus. It's not the same as Ishus, and therefore the man cannot be made for the Nadarim. So why do I dafka want to paskin like Rabbi Akiva? That's why I'm justified in paskin like Rabbi Akiva. But it's still, there are two other shitos. Why would I dafka want to paskin like Rabbi Akiva? Says the Ran, Vikivan de Kalse Benazi the Rabbi Akiva, Vizakinu the Rablazar, the Rablazar, Rabbi Yeshua Bedina, Taloa Hadrule Midi, Naktim Kavasei. Because if you are judging this debate, I guess that's a Dafyomi coincidence, if there's a debate to be judged, and you are judging this debate between Rabbi Akiva and the other Tanaim, Rabbi Akiva had the final word. No one else had any response to Rabbi Akiva. And, uh, and, and Ben Aze, the only, the, only, the only comment after Rabbi Akiva finished speaking was Ben Aze saying, wow, my mind is completely blown. I wish I would have, uh, I would have been Meshamish Rabbi Akiva. So that's an indication that we should paskin like Rabbi Akiva. So the Ran says, therefore, we paskin like Rabbi Akiva. Now the Ramah, the Yad Ramah, the author of Yad Ramah, paskins like Rabbi Eliezer, because he says uh, it's based on Yesh Zika. He, he refers to what the Ran rejects. He says that since Rabbi Akiva is premised on Ein Zika, and we hold Yesh Zika, and Rabbi Eliezer is one that holds Yesh Zika, so we should pass him like, uh, like Rabbi Eliezer. The Mi'iri quotes from the Gedolei Adoros to Paskin like Rabbi Yoshua. So we have Rishon and the Paskin in all three ways. Why would you Paskin like Rabbi Yoshua? Because there is a rule in Halacha that Halacha Kedivraya Machriya, that when you have two extreme views, and then you have someone in the middle saying, well, in case A, I'll Paskin like that side, but in case B, I'll Paskin like the other side. So we always Paskin like the Machriya. Over here, Rabbi Yoshua is the Machriya, because as much as Rabbi Akiva says he can never be made for, and Rabbi Yoshua says he can always be made for, Rabbi Yoshua says it depends how many Yavams there are. If there's one Yavam, then he can be Mefer. If there's more than one Yavam, he cannot be Mefer. So you see that there is a, uh, a Machriya over here, and when there's a Machriya, we're supposed to Paskin like the Machriya. That's why the Me'iri Paskins that way. So three-way Machlokas Rishonim had a Paskin in this three-way Machlokas Tanayim. Okay, let's begin now from the Mishnah. Let's pick up with the, the Mishnah, new, new discussion. Now this Mishnah, as we mentioned before, is going to discuss being made for Nadarim in advance. So before the Nadarim were even take, were, were ever taken, can one be made for or Mekayim the Nadarim, saying, whatever Nadarim you take going forward, I am made for them or I am Mekayim them. Now on a personal level for one's own Nadarim, we learned much earlier in the Masechta that one can be made for the Nadarim in advance. He could go Berei Shasa at the Rosh Hashanah at the beginning of the year and say, call Kol Nidre, all the Nadarim that I, uh, that I plan on taking, that I'm going to take throughout the course of the year, I'm being made for in advance. But if you were talking about being made for one's wife's Nadarim, a Nadarim that he personally didn't take. So Omer Ishto, a guy says to his wife, Kol Nadarim Shetaduri Mikan Ploni. 
all the dharm that uh, you will take from now until you come ba- until I come back from wherever I'm going away to. And if, while I'm gone, you may just go wild with nadarim and be taking nadarim left and right. Harain kayam, and I want you to know you have my full support. Every single one of those nadarim, I'm being mekayim in advance. Loam or klum, that's worthless. One cannot be mekayim in nadar that doesn't exist. One can only be mekayim in nadar that's already been taken. So the opportunity to be mekayim in nadar does not yet exist if the nadarim have not yet been taken. But if he says, mufarin, I want to be made for the Nadarim in advance, not to be Mekayim the Nadarim in advance, then it's Machlokas. Rabbi Eliezer Mufar, Mufar. Rabbi Eliezer says, one can be made for such Nadarim. Lecham say, no, they're not Mufar, you cannot be made for Nadarim until they're actually taken, until you actually hear of the Nadarim. Now it's uh, interesting, the Lashon that's used in uh, describing all the Nadarim that he uh, that the man wants to be Mekayim in the first case of the Mishnah where he says I'm being Mekayim all the Nadarim that you're going to take so how would you say from now until a certain time Mikan is not really from now Mikan is a place Mikan is from here Adcha'avam Makam Ploni which seems to be an odd an odd word to use Lechari should have said Me'achshav Adcha'avam Makam Ploni from right now until uh, until Makam Ploni so the Ran picks up on this, and the Ran says that he says mikan and not mehayom because he doesn't want to be made for the nadarim uh, that that are t- he's he's I'm sorry he's only intending to be mekayim or made for the nadarim from the yom sheyatsa mikan from the day that he actually leaves because the the husband is concerned that maybe while he's still here the wife is going to take the nadarim that he wants to be mekayim that uh, while while he's still there so he's only being made for in advance the nadarim that uh, that 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 are uh, that are from the day that he actually that he actually leaves. Now the Nidre's reason he asks him this that the Iker Khirish of the Mishnah is that you could be Mayfer and Nether before the Nether is taken. So why would the Tana have to write this uh, this din in a way that you're Mayfer um, from the from the day that you leave here? What's enough Kamina Lagabi the Khirish of the Mishnah? If he's Mayfer Mayom or from the day from the day that he leaves, why would that why would that matter for the Khirish of the Mishnah? The whole Khirish of the Mishnah is the about being Mayfer Nedarim in uh, in in advance. But anyway, so that that's the uh, that one cannot be Mekayim Nedarim in advance, but we have Machlokas in the Mishnah whether one can be Mefer Nedarim in advance. So now the Mishnah spells out the Machlokas, what the logic is for each side. Now note, the Mishnah never says what the logic is, why you cannot be Mekayim Nedarim in advance. It just says that everyone agrees. That's a given, that you cannot be Mekayim Nedarim in advance. Maybe from the discussion about whether you can be Mefer Nedarim in advance, it will uh, the the reason why you cannot be mekayim nedarim in advance will become clear. So let's see that discussion. Amar Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says that one can be made for nedarim in advance as as follows: Im hefer nedarim If a husband is allowed to be made for nedarim that already exist, that are are already binding, lo yafer nedarim Should a husband not have the ability to be made for weaker nedarim, nedarim that don't even yet exist? Meaning it's a much it's, it's, it, it requires much more kalach to undo something that's already been done than to avoid something meikara. So if a neder already exists, a husband is empowered to be made for such a neder. A neder that doesn't exist yet at all, of course he should be empowered to be made for such a neder. That's Rabbi Eliezer's Kalvachomer. So Amalov, the Chum said back to Rabbi Eliezer, Hareyu Omer, tonight's Kalvachomer, but this is a Kasaf. Pasuk says, Isha yikimenu vi Isha yiferenu that the husband has the ability to be Mekayim or Mefer Nedarim. 
And we learn from there, Esha Balakala came, Balakala fair, Lobalakala came, Lobalakala fair. That in order to be made for a nether, it has to be the kind of nether you're able to be Makayim. And if you can't be Makayim in nether in advance, mainly you can't be made for a nether in advance. Again, never explaining why you can't be Makayim in nether in advance, but that's a given. That you can't be Makayim in nether in advance, so if you can't be Makayim in the nether, mainly you can't be made for the nether. That's the heckish of the Pasuk. If you show you Kamenu, you show you Ferenu, that we're Makish Hakama la Afara and Afara la Hakama, that just like a Kiyum nether cannot happen in advance. Ahafaras nether also cannot happen in advance. So I keep alluding to this idea that one that everyone agrees you cannot be mekayim nether in advance, but it never says why. So why is it that one cannot be mekayim nether in advance? So the Ran writes that it's dafka by hafara that Rabbi Eliezer has his kalvachomer that you're able to be made for in advance. Meaning the whole reason you're able to be made for in advance is this I, this kalvachomer of uh, of Rabbi Eliezer that if you're uh, able to be made for a nether that already exists which is so chamer because it already exists, so certainly you should be able to be made for a nether that doesn't yet exist. But by Hakamas nether, you could say dafka nether that's already chal, a husband is empowered to be mekayim, because that's easier to do. It already exists, so to strengthen something that already exists, to be mekayim, something that already exists, yeah, that's what the husband's empowered to do. But to then extend that din of hakama that the Torah talks about on an existing nether to something that's a non-existing nether, well, that's that that would be uh, that, that that would be much more challenging. That would be a, uh, a leap to go to, to to go say that the husband is able to be mekayim something that's not yet chal. So we, where would we ever find? So it's really all based on Reb Lezer's um, on, on Reb Lezer's kalvachomer. Meaning it's based on his idea of setting up what's called kal and what's chamor. That once neder exists. So it's much easier to be mekayimit, much more difficult to be made for it. A nether that doesn't exist should logically be easier to be made for and more difficult to be uh, mekayim. The, uh, the, the kasha that the Achronim ask on the run, the Tosrim Kiveger on the Mishnayis asks on the run, if the whole limud that you can't be mekayim is because there's no kalvachomra by Akama, so why are the Rabbanan docha by Afara, docha the Rebbelozer's kalvachomra by Afara, because there's a hekish of hafar la'kama. What the Rabbanon should have done is as follows. They should say, from the Kalvachomer we learn that you could be mefer before the uh, the neder like Reb Lazar holds. And from the hekish we learn that just like by Afara you could be mefer before the neder, so to by Akama you could be mefer before the neder. Meaning if you have a way to make the Kalvachomer work and the hekish work, you don't have to say, like the Rabbanans say, forget the Kalvachomer because there's a hekish that goes against the Kalvachomer. No, there's a way to sort it all out where the Kalvachomer will work and the hekish would still have what to be chalan. The hekish would still apply. Take Rebbe Lezer's Kalvachomer with Rebbe Lezer's din, that you can be made for a nether in advance, and then take your hekish that Hakama and Afara have to uh, have to equal each other, that you could be mekayim nedarim, that you're allowed to be made for and say that you could be mekayim in advance, and then the halacha would be totally changed, and it would be shalom ali and everyone would agree that everything could be done in advance. Why doesn't why don't the rabbanon say like that? If the whole source that you're not, if there's nothing really pushing us to say that you can't be mekayim and neder in advance, other than the kalvachomer, so use the kalvachomer, use the hekish, and then you'll be allowed to be mekayim nedarim in advance. So that's what uh, some of the achron the sefer binyan yecheskel is calling the masift over here that the drasha of the rabbanon is not really a hekish. We're not making a heckish that wherever 
you're able to be mekayim, you're able to be made for whatever you're not able to be mekayim, you're not, you're not able to be, uh, to be made for, because then in a chinami, we could have applied the hekish in the reverse, like we just said. No, it's just that the Torah says about the same neder, yishayi kemenu v'yishayi frenu, and the Torah, spe- the Torah begins with hakama. So a neder that's shayich hakama, that same neder is shayich hafara. So when you're able to be mekayim, um, you're able to be, uh, you're able to be made for so just like you're only able to be Mekayim once she's already taken the neder, so too you're only able to be Mefer once she's already taken the neder. Meaning it's not a hekish that we compare one to the other. The other. No, it's that there's a din of Hakama, that's the baseline. And whenever there's a din of Hakama, there's going to be a din on, on that same type of neder, there will be a din of Hafara. The Torah is only Mechadish, a din of Hafara, on something that we already know has a din of Hakama. The Torah was never Mechadish, a din of Hafara, on a type of neder that does not have a din of Hakama. That's how it explains that it's not actually a uh, it's not actually a, a normal type of uh, hekish. But the Ran is not the only sheet. The Ran is not the only explanation as to how we know that you cannot be Mekayim in Neder in advance. There are other Sheetahs from Rishonim as well. The Ritva and Nimukha Yosef explain that a Kamas Neder before the Neder is uh, is, is Davish meaning the Neder hasn't been made, so it's Davish Lobaliyom. How could you be Mekayim something that simply doesn't exist? So that's why uh, it's it's understood as a baseline that you can't be mekayim in neder because you can't you can't support something that isn't there to get rid of something that's not there that's debatable that maybe you can because it's not there so getting rid of it is uh, is easy but to support something that's not there that's very difficult to do the rush says a little differently he says if you're mekayim all the nedarim that she's going to take so it's a kiyum betos it's a it's a mistaken kiyum because they're going to be nedarim that maybe you don't want to be mekayim so. Just just like uh, the, the, so, so, uh, so that's why we're not going to allow a kiyum in, in advance because it could be that the kiyum is uh, is going to be a kiyum a kiyum Okay, and different possibilities. We showed them have other possibilities as uh, as well as to why it is that uh, that you can, that the husband can definitely not be mekayim in the dharma in advance. But now says the Gemara, Ibayilu. The whole rest of the daf is all all revolves around this one question and different proofs to try to answer this question. Reb Lezer said in our Mishnah that uh, if a husband wants to be made for the dharma in advance, that's fine. He could be made for the dharma in advance. So Rabbi Eliezer. How does, what are the mechanics of being made for the Nidharma in advance? How does this actually work? How do we understand this? Is it that the Nidharma are all chal? It's just that they are then immediately batel because he was made for them in advance. So by being made for them, before the guy goes out to his trip, he says, whatever Nidharma you're going to take, I'm being made for. That means the second she takes them, they're chal. And then immediately his hafara uh, then undoes them. Or is it that they're never chal to be that the Afara sort of makes it that they never have any makom to be chal, that they never have any landing place, and therefore they're never able to actually uh, be chal. Shidum Gvetzas quotes in the name of the, the, the Ritz, he just has an interesting ha'ara. Whoever asked this Shaila in the Gemara must disagree with the Gemara we learned in Dafayin Beis Amin Beis. Because the Gemara in Dafayin Beis Amin Beis says that a husband is only a- able to be mefer, his uh, wife's nedarim, when he hears her neder. So the Gemara brings a raya to that, that he has to hear the neder in order to be mefer 
from this Mishnah that Rabbi Lazar holds, you could be made for before the Nether Eschal. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry, the Gemara brings a raya against it from, from this Mishnah. That you see that even though he never heard the Nether, he's being made for in advance. So, uh, so, so you see that you don't have to hear the Nether. So the Gemara says, so you see that against this, this, uh, this Shita, that you need to hear the Nether in order to be made for. And the Gemara says, no, not a good raya from our Mishnah. The Gemara rejects the raya. that Rabbi Lazar says that you could be made for before she takes the Nether. That means that the Afar is going to be Chal once he hears the Nether. That's all our Mishnah means to say. That the husband says in advance, whatever Nether you take from here on, from, from here on, what, till I get back, are, are, I'm being made for in advance. You know what that means? That when he comes back and someone tells him, oh, by the way, your wife took the Nether, that's when they're Hufar. But they're, they're not Hufar before then, because he has to actually hear it, the Gemara says. So, uh, so, so al you have to say, the way the Gemara Nayan Beis understood Rabbi Lazar is that the Nether was Chal, because he heard it, and only when he heard it, it's Chal, and then the Hafar is going to be Chal. So you have to say that whoever the Maksha over here is in the Gemara, the one who says the Ibailu, the Maksha of the Gemara, must hold that we don't Darshan from Vishama Isha that you can only be made for after the Shmiya. Because if you hold you can only be made for after the Shmiya, then you hold that even over here of Lazar saying that the Afar is only going to be Chal after the Shmiya. That's the uh, Ha'ara Shitu Mubetz's quotes in the name of the uh, of the Ritz. Now the Shalmei and Dharam points out that it's going to be difficult La Halacha. It's not going to work out La Halacha. If you're going to say that the Ayin Beis and Ayin Hay are mutually exclusive, it's not going to work out La Halacha. Because the Maskan of the Gemara over here is that according to Rabbi Lazar, the Nether is not Chal at all. So uh, if that were the case, then the husband should not require Shmiya. Because the whole idea that the husband requires Shmiya assumes that Rav Lazar holds the nether is Chal when he hears it, and then immediately he's made for it. So why does the Rush say that over there, by whether you need Shmiya or not, that it's Nibayi Delivshita, that we never resolve that issue, and therefore Luchumra, you should need Shmiya. What do you mean? Our Gemara is going to come to the conclusion, and tomorrow's daf will finally get to the conclusion, but our Gemara is going to come to the conclusion that... Um, that the nether is not chal at all, that it's never, it's never chal. So how can we say that whether you need shmiya is an ibai delivshita, something that was never resolved? It is resolved. It's resolved in our Gemara. So that's the uh, the, the the difficulty. That's the challenge in uh, in, in in fitting these two sugyas together with each other. So anyway, back to the Gemara Shaila. So is the nether chal, and it's just the hafar in advance it gets rid of it as soon as it's chal, or is it never chal at all? So ask the my nafkamina. What would be the nafkamina? Whether it's it's chal for a millisecond before it's uh, gone, or whether it's not chal at all. If someone else is matfis with that nether, someone else says, oh, va'ani, you took a nether to be a nazir? Va'ani, I, I too am going to be matfis together with you. So, if the nether is actually chal, then the tfisa works, then it actually you grab on, you latch on to their nether. But but if it's not chal, then there's no substance whatsoever to the tfisas ha-nether, and therefore it's not, it's the, the second person's nether is not going to be a nether at all. So you should ask that even if you say the nether is chal and batal, it still shouldn't be chal. The hatfasa still shouldn't work, because the Gemara has a suffix on dafir from base that if you have a basar shlamim after zrikas dam lying there on the, in front of you, you have the meat of a carbon shlamim after the zrika, which means the meat is already mutter, and uh, you're matfis with other basar, you say zekazet, 
you take other basar, you say this other basar should be like this, like basar shlavim. So the Gemara has a suffix, has a, a shayla. Does that mean that it's like it is right now, where it's mutter and it's chulin and it's hetagomer and you're just allowed to eat it? Or does it mean that it's like what it is in its essence, that just like essentially this meat is karban shlavim, so too I'm taking a neder that the kedusha sabasar that it originally had before the zrika sadam should be chala over here as well. And the halacha, the Rishonim over there say that we're mekel, that we assume that he wants it as is right now. So if that's the case, if a person is matvis on a neder of a woman who takes a neder that has already been hufar in advance, what do I care that it's going to be chal for a second? When a person is being matvis, he's being matvis on what it is practically, not what it is essentially. And what it is practically is a zero. It's nothing practically because it's going to be hufar. So that's the kasha, the Rishonim mask. The rush suggests that we're talking about where the guy says, Va'ani betoch dibor, of when the woman says, Hareini nazira. So he, he catches that window of that one second. So it's while the one second is still there, where she's still, uh, uh, she's, her nether is still chal, before the afara has a chance to be chal. So if he catches her in that window, that's the nafkamina, whether hatfasa in that window is going to be chal. The problem with that is then you don't have to say that the nafkamina is hatfasa. You can just say, what if she violates the nether within that one second? Meaning if there's really, we, we really think that that one second actually exists in time, so just say, what if she violates the nether within that one second? Is that considered a violation of the nether? Okay, it's a kasha. So anyway, Tashima, let's bring a raya as to whether the nether is chal at all. So we're, we're going to get through the first two today. We're not going to get to the third one probably. Tashima, Amr of Lazar, Im hefer nedarm shabol chal iser, lo yafer nedarm shalobol chal iser. So when Rabbi Lazar was making his point, Rabbi Lazar says, of course he can be made for nedarm in advance. If he's able to be made for nedarm that already exists, then he can undo that which already exists. For sure he should be able to be made for that which doesn't yet exist. So shmamina lo chalin. What do you mean that which sounds like it never exists, it's never a nether, it never is chal. So you see that this nether is never chal at all. It says, Does it say that it will never be a nether? No. All it says is that he's being made for a nether that at the time of his hafara doesn't exist. And that everyone agrees is the case in the Mishnah, right? That when he's being made for before he even leaves on his trip, at that time that he's being made for, it doesn't yet exist. But it doesn't mean that it's never going to exist. It may in fact exist at the time that it's taken for a millisecond before his hafar is going to be chal. So the first raya is rejected. Tashma, let's bring a second raya. Amr Lazar, Rabbi Lazar says a further raya, and this is not recorded in the Mishnah, this is from a Brisa. Rabbi Lazar says, well, wait a second. When it comes to your own nidarim, you could be made for your own nidarim that you haven't yet taken, and that's what we do at the beginning of the year. Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara says we do Yom Kippur, where we uh, we we make a modah in advance that uh, that we're not going to that all the nidarim that we're going to be taking taking this year are not going to be binding. You have that ability to undo nidarim that you have not yet taken. Yet on your own nidarim, if you already took another, you can't undo it. You have to go to a chacham. You got to go to a basin. You don't have the ability to undo your own nidarim. 
nidarim. So you see, it's easier to undo nidarim in advance than it is to undo nidarim that already exists. So makam shemay for nidra yishto mishatidar. So if you have the ability to undo your wife's nidarim, even though they already exist, then certainly you should have the ability to undo your wife's nidarim before those nidarim exist. So my love from the fact that we're comparing his wife's nidarm to his own nidarm, doesn't that mean to tell us that in the case of being made for his own nidarm in advance, clearly the nidarm is never chal. When a guy says that all nidarm I'm going to take this year are not going to be chal, it means it's not chal at all. So so too his wife. His wife's nidarm are not chal at all. So don't you see that that's therefore a raya that Reb Lazar means that the nidarm is never chal. It's not that it's chal and then it's immediately destroyed. So you can't prove anything from there. It could be that each one in its own way, that his own nidarim are never chal, his wife's nidarmi could be made for an advance, but the way the hafara works is that it's chal for a millisecond, and then as it's chal, right away, it's, uh, it's hufar. So it's not necessarily a raya at all. That's from tomorrow, we'll pick up with the third raya and the fourth raya to try to answer what Rabbi Lazar had in mind in our wish. Oh, yeah.